Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum and is titled, How Can We Make It Easier to Develop That Index of Suspicion for PAH? Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. How can we make it easier for our general practitioners and community physicians and healthcare providers to be aware and develop that index of suspicion for PAH? We will talk about the roles of the community physician and the PH center in reaching the correct diagnosis and promoting referral in a timely manner. So let's build a clinical suspicion for PAH. The symptoms are very nonspecific. They're short of breath, usually with exertion. They have weakness. Sometimes they have chest pain and lightheadedness, but only when the disease is very advanced. And less frequent, they have a cough. In more advanced disease, one may also observe signs of right heart side failure, the swelling of the legs, the situs, abdominal uh, distension. A few patients uh, have hemoptysis, and very rare, uh, they have the hoarseness or Ordner's syndrome, as well as arrhythmias. The physical findings are also not very overt. You have to look for them. In the early stages, there's only a loud second sound of the heart. So a P2 component that's a little slightly louder, and that's it. Sometimes in more advanced, you have a right ventricular lift, jugular venous distension, hepatojugular reflux, ascites, hepatomegaly, sometimes splenomegaly, definitely edema in more advanced condition, and murmurs of tricuspid regurgitation. In some patients, you can hear an S3 gallop that's right-sided. So if they don't have overt symptom, signs of right heart failure, the physical exam is very subtle. So you have to think about pulmonary hypertension when you put the stethoscope. In the current era, what clinical data are needed for assessment of a patient with suspected pH? So let's look at the battery of tests that patients suspected for pH need to undergo. On the left-hand side, pulmonary function tests, biochemical markers and clinical assessment, as well as the non-invasive exercise tests such as six mile walk distance and the echocardiographic evaluation. All these can and should be done at the community level. The primary care practitioner or the primary rheumatologist or the primary pulmonologist or cardiologist who suspects pulmonary hypertension, all these non-invasive tests should be done initially. Now, the more complex tests that require more expertise, these are the VQ scan and the hemodynamic evaluations, the right heart catheterization with or without exercise. These can be completed at the pH center. So where the initial testing, including all non-invasive tests, can be performed very well close to the patient's home at their physicians. The finish of the workup and confirmation of the pH diagnosis should be done at the pH specialty center. That's how a strong collaboration between the community, healthcare providers, 
and pH center can be developed to help these patients be diagnosed early and properly. So what information should we get from PFTs? Always obtain full PFTs in the pH workup. Not only spirometry, we, we need lung volumes and DLCO because in certain diseases, DLCO is uh, associated with the presence of pulmonary hypertension. And I'm talking about patients with scleroderma. The presence of markedly abnormal PFDs with severe obstruction or and or restriction then prompts us to think about pulmonary hypertension associated with lung disorders with hypoxemia. And this is a group three type of pulmonary hypertension, which has a different treatment. So the only serologic biomarker for pulmonary hypertension is BNP or it's pro-molecule NT pro-BNP. And they're very well established in the pH world. They are a sign that the right ventricle is overworked and overstretched, and it has been associated with prognosis. And it's part of the parameters that we assess the risk scores. So it's a very simple test. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of hospitals use it as a point of care. And we strongly recommend in the workup of patients with pulmonary hypertension. The uh, guidelines that show the importance of NT pro BNP or BNP are shown below and highlight the importance and its role in assessing the prognosis of these patients. You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our mini CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.